Welcome to the Public Services Reform Podcast from the Centre for Market and Public Organisation. My name is Ramesh Vaitalingam and today I'm talking to Professor Carol Proper about her research on the distance that people travel to get treatment in hospitals in England. Carol, you're talking about something called the Choose and Book system. Can you explain what that is all about, please? Yeah. First? Choose and Book is the new system that the government is rolling out in order to let people choose where they go to hospital. At the moment, you can choose up to five hospitals, but very ambitiously, by the end of 2008, it's envisaged that any patient can choose any hospital in the NHS and indeed some private providers as a place where they can have their care. So that's the new Choose and Book system. Okay, and now you've looked at what impact that system is having on the distance that people go. Not quite. What we've looked at is the system isn't quite rolled out yet. So what we looked at is the pattern of travel that people make just before the Choose and Book system was introduced. And the reason for this is it's very likely that travel patterns in the Choose and Book system will reflect travel patterns that people have made beforehand. So what we wanted to do was look at the travel patterns that were in place just before Choose and Book. The reason is that there were some pilot studies of Choose and Book, but they were on a very select group. They were a group of patients who'd waited at least six months to get their treatment. We wanted to ask the the question, what happens to all patients and how far do they travel? So I guess most people would would assume that if you go to hospital, you just pick your local hospital, you pick your nearest one. But that's not the case at all from what you found. It's not the case. I mean, there are people who go to their local hospital, but there are actually a small group of people who travel quite long distance, what you might call long distance travellers. The average distance travel, too, isn't, isn't that short. On average, people travel about 17 kilometres for elective care. That's care that's uh, not emergency. And even for emergency care, they travel about 12 kilometres and maternity about the same. So people travel quite a long way. Um, people in urban areas obviously travel less than people in rural areas, as you'd expect. People in rural areas travel up to around 27 to 30 kilometres for elective care. So they're obviously going much further. So people travel quite a long way. There are differences between people as well. You find that children travel more, particularly for elective services, than adults. And that's probably because children are going, or a small proportion of children are going to specialist hospitals. And those specialist hospitals are located at relatively few locations in the country. So when we look at the whole population, we find people in urban areas travel less, children travel further, and there is this small group of long-distance travellers who travel 40 to 50 kilometres for some of their services. Okay, now you've also looked, I understand, at the differences between more and less affluent people and and how far they will travel. That's, That's really the big finding from your research. Yes, The government is very concerned about equity of access. I mean, obviously, people getting treated equally, regardless of their income, is a key policy tenet of the NHS. And as the government rolls out new market-orientated reforms, they want to make sure that those access issues uh, don't become problematic. So what we looked at is we asked whether people who lived in deprived areas, did they travel further or did they travel less than people who lived in less deprived areas what we found is for the small group of long distance travelers those people who appear to be making not the normal choice people who lived in less affluent areas actually traveled less far 
So you might think, well, people who live in less affluent areas live in inner cities, and in inner cities there are more hospital facilities, so it's obvious that they travel less. So then we standardise the travel distances for distance to your closest facility, and we still found that people who lived in more deprived areas were le- travelling less uh, in order to get their treatment. So they're, they're making different choices to people who live in more affluent areas. So what do you think is going on there? What, what, what explains that, do you think? It's very difficult. There's been a bit of work in the past on this, and I think it's a mixture. It may be that people's GPs don't think they're willing to make these choices, so they're not offering them the choice to go further. Now, in the pre-choose-and-book system, there was nothing to make a GP offer a choice. Now GPs should be more actively offering choices. But if GPs think that their more deprived patients aren't capable of making those choices or don't want to be offered those choices, then what we might see is um, an exacerbation of this system in which GPs offer their affluent patients long distances to the best hospitals, whereas they don't offer those choices to poorer people. Alternatively, it might be that GPs are offering those choices, but poorer people are turning them down perhaps because of the travel costs or perhaps because they don't want to be far from relatives visiting them. We don't really know. We know that in the choice pilots, there were no differences between affluent and less affluent people, but there people were helped with their travel costs. So I think the issue that we need to consider is if you're not going to help people with their travel costs, might the choose and book system uh, institute poorer choices by poorer people and it's really important that that's tackled if that's what's going on. So this is a rather worrying result that you've found here isn't it because the, the whole purpose of the choice and competition agenda is, is it's partly about improving the quality of healthcare generally but it's also about making it widely available to everybody. I think it potentially could be quite worrying and I think it means what it calls for is detailed qualitative research looking at the interaction between GPs patients and the new computerised choose and book system and to make sure that GPs who operate in less affluent areas are offering their patients the same choices that patients in more affluent areas and perhaps with GPs that they talk to more are getting. So yes it could be quite worrying. I think what our research is saying is look the pre-choice system wasn't equal across everybody We want to make sure, therefore, that the choose and book system doesn't institute those inequalities further. Carol Robert, thank you very much.